Hi, I'm Michael Sestouli and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. In this episode, I'm joined by fellow Cinemates team member Angus Newell and Cinemates regulars Tom Costigan and Spencer Fay as we discuss David Finch's new action thriller, The Killer, starring Michael Fassbender. While drinking Brewdog's Hop Fiction, we talk about what made the film so real in today's age, Finch's hidden social commentary, and the brutality of the fight scenes. As always, make sure you're following Cinemates wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review to support us. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Cinemates. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Open the pod bay doors now. Gentlemen, how are we going this morning? <laughs> My name is Michael. <laughs> My name is Michael. Welcome to Shinomates. <laughs> no way I'm starting the episode like that. <laughs> I was going to say, have you started? <laughs> we have, we have. How are we this morning, boys? Yeah, good. Great to be here. Good, good chuckles to start your Sunday. How's everyone's mentals? Let's go around the, the circle. Yeah, I'm, I'm positive. <laughs> nice night in last night watching some uh, Kevin James Vince Vaughn action, The Dilemma. Oh, nice. About Plus a seven out of ten. That's I feel good lie. though. Seven out good. of ten. No, I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> like a seven out of 30. <laughs> Fresh and fit. Uh, yeah, very, very good. Ready yeah. Go. Um, I'm pretty good as well. Bit dusty, but got some great boys. This is a strong lineup for a pretty strong film. Strong director. <laughs> <laughs> what was your strong film? Dream team, dream team. Dream team, yeah. Um, this is always a strong lineup. It is. It is. Cinemates regulars, Spencer and Costi, once again. Uh, but before we get into the killer, let's give a quick shout out to our amazing sponsors, Brewdog Australia, Carbon Negative Craft Beer Brewer. Today, again, we're drinking their Hop Fiction Hazy Pale Ale, which I'm, uh, we talked about in the last episode, actually sold out. Oh, it's very good. So if you haven't tried it, go give it a go. Over 18s only, don't drink responsibly, but let's go get into some killing. <laughs> yup. <laughs> um, one word, five star rating, the killer, David Fincher. Who wants to kick it off? Yeah, this is Gus here. Uh, calculated and 3.5. Okay, nice. Gnarly, mm. four out of five. Uh, yeah, my one word would be slick. <laughs> 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 Just joking. I know that's your word. Um, <laughs> Did you see it on his letterbox? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was on his letterbox. Um, my one word would be clean. <laughs> clean. <laughs> <laughs> a synonym, a synonym of slick. Um, three and a half stars. Nice. Uh, my my word was slick, and I'm sticking with slick. But you're a slick, prick. slick wreck. <laughs> um, and I'll give it a four. Um, but let's dive in. I think on the word of slick, I think this is a very classic uh, Fincher, clean cut, solid movie. Um, the opening credits. Start out very fight clubbish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the like like that style of like I don't know. It looks like CGI'd mm. like clips, it's like montage. Yeah, yeah montage. Weird, yeah, yeah. Montage. Like, when back you, in like the early two thousands, and he like kind of gives you almost a preview of the entire film. 
mm. bit like Mission Impossible, how it like kind of yeah. shows you. It show, I think it showed you like just different weapons and showed you a grenade and stuff. Mm. When yeah. did he use a grenade? I don't know. Oh, he used he, a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, he did a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, once, oh, but okay. didn't, didn't do the um, I was saying this to Cosi last night because we were just sort of chatting about don't doing remember. this. <laughs> um, Seven out of thirty. I don't know if you guys played much like Hitman or Assassin's Creed at all. Like, yep. uh, I was a massive Hitman player, um, and that opening. So you're and, a killer. Yeah, I am a killer. Um, sorry, we haven't even explained to the listeners that they're all currently wearing sunglasses and bucket hats. In, yes. In uh, honor of the killer, which is just you know a kind of regular attire. <laughs> um, but we could be serial killers. We could be, yeah. yeah. Uh, what did he, he said that um, his get-up was a German German tourist because yeah. no one gives a, no one wants to talk to them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like clear. it also gives like Aussie festival vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, I like that. He does give big Aussie festival drug dealer vibes. So skinny, don't like, not that I know. He gives skinny like. ass. He gives undo at listen out vibes. <laughs> yes. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> um, but I think this whole movie for me gave me video game hitman vibes. Like it almost, and the way that it was structured and the way that it looked, especially with that montage, it could have literally been a video game. It talks about like the target, the. Um, the hideout, like it's broken up into obviously the different places and chapters. Um, but first, like missions almost. Missions, yeah. yeah it, it generally just felt like every time he went game. to like kill a new person, part of like the retribution he was dealing out mm. was a new mission. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Very and you're cool. flying to different locations as well. Like they could de- generally make a video game campaign out of that. Yeah. Mm. And obviously, it's based on like a French comic book. But again, I think it just first thing that stood out for me was how it literally was just like a mission. It's very simplistic in its plot. Like, got you know, we've been having jokes about simplicity <laughs> of plots the last few weeks with some movies. But yeah. in, in terms of like, so he get mission goes wrong. They try and take out his family. You yeah, know, sum it up. <laughs> sum it up, sorry. And, but I just, it's so like simplistic, but he does it so well, David Fincher. Yeah. Like it's just, it's clean. It's cut. It's just, I just love every time going into a new David Fincher movie because there's something like comfortable about, you know, it's going to be, I said in my review, like he's a sicko, but I love it. He did a famous interview a few years ago, David Fincher, where he says, um, someone asked him about why all his movies are a bit like depraved and a bit weird. And he goes deep down, I think everyone is perverts, Mm. everyone are perverts. And you can kind of see that in every film that he does. And I just love the world that he just creates every single time. You can see how much dedication and care he puts into every single shot, every single frame. Mm. And even like start starting the film with, what, what is it, like 15, 20 minutes of yeah. just fast and narrating, just kind of going about his daily routine while he's hiding out in this mission waiting to get the perfect shot for his next kill. Mm. I was like, I could sit here for 40 minutes and – yeah. And watch this. Yeah. It's just so good. He was just spitting fire as well about society and like It was literally David Fincher speaking there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like just the human human nature and all that stuff. Mm. And like those like sentences where like would go over my head and then I, and then other sentences I'd be like, Oh yeah, nice. Wow. Yeah. 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 I think like the anyone else could do a twenty minute narration where nothing really happens yet and it would be so boring, but Fincher just like nails the pacing and like we get introduced to this character of the killer and I don't know if you guys agree but I like sort of was so intrigued as to like 
what his deal is, who he is, where he's from, his backstory. And I almost like was, we were getting that from all his narration. Like he mm-hmm. tells him like how he kills people, how he like lives. He's got his watch that he like keeps his heartbeat. He like, um, you know, so calculated and like data-based. He's talking about how uh, like 4.3 people die every second and then 4.8 people die every second, 4.7 are born. So whatever he does has no impact. Effect. Yeah, Yeah, he's like so data-based. Like everything's about data. He talks about uh, how McDonald's has like 10 grams of protein for like $1 and – Everything has a point. Everything. Everything yeah. has a point. And like that's with like Fincher, what I was saying before. Like nothing's wasted in this movie. And I really like how it's, it's like an hour and 50, like just under two hours. And mm. everything just seems like it was so carefully placed, so carefully produced. And I just looked up. So it's written by Andrew Kevin Walker who wrote Seven. Oh, oh really? Back Lovely. in 1995 with Fincher. So wow. they've obviously got that long-lasting, long a long-standing relationship. Yeah. Um. So for them to come back nearly thirty years later and produce another really, really kind of, um, dirty, grimy movie, mm. it's great. Yeah, I think if we want to unpack like the anticipation of the first kill, as well, mm-hmm. I've got a question out of this, but I think just like we didn't hear like if he was part of some sort of organization, what his backstory was, but we got it all by him talking about how he based his disguise off like a German tourist and um, talks about how like, you know, you got to stick to the plan, like no empathy, blah, blah, blah. Um, he says, we see him- he indicates until later in the movie where you see the law professor mm. sort of running the joint. He, I think he indicates like I was at college and studying law, got told to drop out and, you know, move against the law. Yeah. And, and that's what I really like about it. Like he doesn't, he doesn't hand feed you all this information, Fincher. Like a really, a really bad or worse um, movie than this would have done a ten-minute opening scene full of exposition, introducing us to who Michael Fassbender's character is, the organization that he's working for, mm. what the mission is. Like we don't really know what the mission is. He's just there to kill this dude. No. We don't know if he's a politician, um, a celebrity, someone working in the finance. You kind of realize he's in the finance industry by if, when you figure out who the client was that that put up the mission, but you don't, you're, you're kind of figuring out as you go. And yeah. he also, yeah, he's saying like my, like the person paying for me to do this doesn't need to convince me yeah. what side I'm on. He's just there for the mission. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. No empathy. <laughs> um, but as well, like we're just seeing him like, well, first he's doing like this insane yoga and like Fassbender is just so like flexible and mm-hmm. jacked. He's not uh, jacked at all. Just shredded. Shredded, sorry. Shredded, shredded skinny would be the word. boy. Um, but we're seeing him like sleep every like hour. Yeah, I love that sleeping scene where I think it was maybe an like hour and a half, two hours on his back, then switch to one side and then switch to the other side. Mm. So he and doesn't like, like so he doesn't like cramp up or get sore on one side or anything. No, yeah. Then he gets up and cracks the shit out of his neck. <laughs> With his hands, yeah. too. But also like he's in that WeWork office. Yeah. Um, and the people like nearly deliver the mail or whatever. Um, yeah, and I think just to see what a hitman would do, it's pretty boring. Situation, it's boring. But yeah, my question is, for me, I think yes. But is this the most realistic hitman movie that there's been, based on seeing all the minute things he actually would have to? Yeah, do you came, to kill you someone? came back to me on like that Thursday night, and that's what you told me. Mm. Um, you didn't say it was like a crazy good movie, but it was most realistic. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I would agree with that. Like, 
just all the little um like like not hideouts but like locations he's got popped up around the states like what do you say is six like storage units and yeah. they're all just like guns everywhere cash passports little uh plastic sleeves with you know ammo and pistols yeah. in them and money but, but just money all out. like readily available like hiring a van hiring a um a storage facility yeah Amazon, just things that are like available to anyone and that anyone yeah, can he's do. Using, he's just it's using Amazon. Basically, like, like John Wick's got copy. the Continental, but like, yeah, the killer here has like he's Amazon. Just, he's just yeah. got literally. He's just got regular worldly things at his disposal. Yeah, yeah like he gets that. But he gets the higher cars, right. and he's got like fifty different number plates, and just pops one over the top. Mm. Yeah, and he uses um, he uses FedEx to go in and kill, That's right. kill yeah. the boss. So, and I saw, we kind of spoke it briefly before the podcast and I was wondering, I was thinking out loud why he used so much product placement in his movie and he's done that for a while, Fincher. Mm. Like so you see FedEx, you see um, McDonald's, um, you see Starbucks. We work. We work. And I saw like a theory on Twitter being like, I think he did it especially for this film to kind of convey that anything can kill you kind of like which what like in terms of like what are you using it for yeah like yeah. people use amazon just to buy random shit but he's using it for an intended person to mm. unlock a door which gets him into a room to kill someone yeah and well, saying, you got starbucks so you got like you know like caffeine like i don't know addiction bad yeah. for your heart mm. you got shitty food from maccas mm. you've got we work like your job overworking can kill you yeah so they're all pretty cliche but not in your face yeah yeah he buys like uh, one of those like 40 ounce beers and like some sleeping pills for the dog and the Molotov cocktail layer. Mm-hmm. These are all things that are uh, in the world that you could do. And even though he's like, he says he's, uh, I loved that he said he's done my 10,000 hours. Like, I don't know if anyone's read uh, the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, but he talks about how anyone who is an outlier in any fields has done at least 10,000 hours of that activity. So, like, for example, Bill Gates had done enough coding since he was a kid to by the time he founded Microsoft, like was already a pro or you think about like Shane Warne or Don Bradman, like hitting a stump as a kid, blah, 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 David Beckham. You can name them all in any field. Do you think we've done 10,000 hours of movie watching? (laughs) Probably not. I don't know if I've reached 10,000 hours of movie watching. You probably have. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think on the point of the line that he says – he says it, and you're like, okay, so he's a pro. That's yeah. it. Don't you know, um. He don't says he has a. He says don't he, training pilots have like an hour thing to aim for as well? Yeah. I think they do. Yeah. He has um. He brings up this like professional baseball player says like last season this guy had a point three seven batting average, mm. which is really good, I assume. Yeah. Um. And he goes, I've got a one batting average. He has never missed. So mm. on that, he didn't kill the right person. No. <laughs> And That's when his one batting average goes down. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just surprised that the first kill of the movie we get, that he's accidentally hits the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> when he had a pretty clear shot. He, yeah. He also said like, don't get distracted. No empty. Was, no, yeah. He was like looking at the, the booty there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he gets distracted. He's distracted <laughs> well, he contradicts by... himself a lot in yeah. the movie, though. So he's always talking about no empathy and having like no ties or anything. Like he's got to be like kind of off the grid in a way. Mm. But he's got a partner. Like he's got a, a girlfriend or fiance or a wife. Like so, yeah. that, that's something that goes against his whole moral code well, and ethics. He says like I'm one one of the few. Yeah. At the start of the movie, and then after you see that he's blatantly not one of the few at the end, that's when he kind of confesses that he's yeah, one so, of the many. Yeah, I'm one of you. Yeah, yeah one, of many. one of the many. Yeah, it is a bit of a contradiction. But yeah. 
I think the anticipation of like hearing that he doesn't do like poisonings and like bombings and stuff and he has to um, shoot from a distance and we're following this like rich couple as they like have security in their apartment and the cleaners come in and stuff. You're like, come on, surely you're killing this guy. Yeah. You could have shot him in that other room. Like, why didn't you take your shot? And then he sits down and gets distracted. So I was kind of a bit like, wait, what? Like- okay, and yeah, <laughs> the, and you and you just kind of got to go along for the ride from there. But the patience, I think, in the first 20 minutes and the kind of lead up to where you're like, okay, when is the target popping out? When mm-hmm. is it happening? Yeah. And then once he gets there, you're like, all right, it's time. And that's when... Mm. the pace of the film just goes up another level. Yeah. And it's helped by like when he turns the music on, I think that's like when the movie takes off, he turns the music on and you can hear what he hears. Mm. I like, I, really I, cool. so I, it, this has probably happened before, but that was a really thing that I liked it. So he starts listening to the music. Mm. So it's, um, we don't really hear it. And then it goes to diegetic sound and then it comes back into him. So usually they would just Diegetic. Go, yeah. Usually. And non-diegetic. That's <laughs> but usually, usually if, like you see a, usually in a movie, then they play, play it in the earphones and then they'll just play it out for the oh, audience no, and they yeah, keep yeah. that going. He yep. kept cutting, intercutting back, 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 make back. You, I found that really was interesting. It, was it what he's seeing when we hear the music? Mm. Like loudly? Yeah. Yes. And then like through on, the, through the. And scope. then when we're looking at him, yep. it's, Di- it's diegetic. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I just, just think like I was just. Happening. It was just an interesting choice by Fincher. I just can't. Yeah. It's cool, and yeah. and he did it like three times. So yeah, yeah. The other thing was he says how he needs to get down from like a hundred to sixty BPM. Mm. He's listening to this insanely loud. It's also all the Smiths. Smiths I don't know if you yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, great band, by the way. But um, like it's so loud and in, like chaotic. Like, how does he actually get his heartbeat down to sixty BPM? Breathing when techniques. he's so no. Yeah, true. I want to like, know how to do that. Wim Hof. Why doesn't he play like Beethoven or something Wim like Hoff. really calming? Like he had multiple playlists there. Did you see that? And then he yeah, had a work yeah. playlist, which is the Smiths. I think the Smiths. I don't know. I think Fincher used it mainly for comedic purposes. Yeah, like just to kind Take of yeah, because um, just to show how like this guy's trying to calm down listening to music like that. Yeah. The other thing is, I don't know if this is actually true, but I like there's obviously some songs that are pretty dark, even though all the Smith songs are like pretty upbeat. Um, about like killing and like death and like, um, you know, there's, uh, wait, let me get this. That's my stomach. Sorry. (laughs) Um, yeah, there's like the, the song that plays are the last credits is, um, there's a light that never goes out. And it's like, if a double decker bus crashes into us, like talks about dying and a lot of songs in this Smith's like discography or like about death and stuff. So it's yeah. probably why he's listening to it. Um, but yeah, interesting choice to make it. Firstly, like most of the music and this, there's mm-hmm. not really a score. Angus, you were saying there's not mm-hmm. really a score. So the soundtrack is what drives it. And it's yeah. literally just the Smiths. Yeah. Um, At, yeah. Trent Reznor and Atticus are doing some cool stuff on the score. Yeah. Like I didn't really take notice of like what they like, yeah, there there were some bits where you could definitely like it, but it wasn't like their standard kind of like melodic score that you could really tell in like social network. It was more kind of like weird noises and mm. kind of um, swelling things. That it was swelling stuff. Just swelling, like a very like anxiety, tense moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really, just the noise that's in his head. Yeah, literally. Um, what about the getaway? I think again, it was just very realistic. Like he packs his shit up straight away. He's like, oh shit, and then. Um, he's like uh, throwing parts of his guns into like rubbish and mm-hmm. drains and on his motorbike. Again, you can tell he's done this like 
tend out like a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah, because he would have done that whether or not he misses the kill. If he makes the kill, he goes and does that yeah. as well. But also he's in, I assume, is, is it Paris? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's in, in Paris. Paris. Um, and the cops are there straight away and they sort of are like chasing him. Um, and yeah, he's able to get away, he throws his like helmet and stuff into the river. Mm -hmm. Like he's got like a, um, that he, stop he, at the petrol station. Yeah, he stops at the petrol station and then he uses... He, he's done, he did it a few times in the movie. Like he uses a spray. Like a spray. A, I was like going to bring like that up. like a disinfectant spray, yeah. I would assume, or something. Yeah. Just he's a clean freak too. Yeah, to get rid of all trace that he was yeah. there. Yeah. He shades. Because he, he does it after he brushes his teeth. Yeah, but it's yeah. interesting as well. So it kind of shows that he's a little bit um, like he's not OCD. at the end. But he's OCD, but he's a little bit flawed in this moment because he obviously misses the kill and then he cuts himself when shaving. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. He's, his mind's a bit off it. Yeah. And, as he would be. And mm. I don't know about you guys, but – not until really we get to the hideout because we obviously go through that first chapter. I can't remember what the opening chapter was called. Um, and then you get the to the hideout. The target, I think. And even when he's on his way to the hideout, he sees the cigarettes, he goes into the house. I'm still like, what are we doing here? Yep. I still don't really know what's going on. Until really we get to the hospital and then he, you see that he recognizes um, was the, the brother, brother of the, the brother. girlfriend. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it was just like – like Costi said, there's just like no hand holding. Like he just kind yeah. of propels you forward. Mm. And then from there, obviously, he sees his girlfriend's been hit and then he goes back to his house, digs up his little weapons cachy. And I love how he's just doing that as well when the cleaners are outside. Like yeah. he just doesn't care. <laughs> they, they wouldn't dare. No, they wouldn't care. <laughs> they wouldn't ask. Yeah, the thing is like he's obviously insanely wealthy from all the kills he's done. Mm-hmm. And he's gone to Dominican Republic. He's, he's got a out pad. In the jungle with he's a got mansion. a sick pad. Sick pad. With, and, with Sonos. Yeah, with Sonos <laughs> and an iPad. And the brother's like, I've never like, you know, dug into anything, blah, blah, blah. And all these cleaners like obviously are like, how are you so rich? But, mm -hmm. you know, it's just bizarre that. <laughs> Don't fucking worry about it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. You, you see those 20 Shut pistols up, lying out there on the bed? Yeah, that means you ask no questions. <laughs> also, they're cleaning up like blood on the floor from the no questions, and broken no windows questions, and yeah. blood. Like oh, just clean. I think a quiet. house like that in the Dominican Republic, if you're cleaning it, you're not asking any questions. Yeah. So. Well, same as a taxi. And you're probably getting paid pretty handsome. Oh, getting paid to drive and wait for an hour and then drive again. Like no questions yeah. asked. It's it's really good. So when we go on that journey and he kind of he's going through each each part. So it's first a taxi driver and then he goes to the states and it's those kills as well. Fincher leaves you hanging like a little bit um, throughout the whole movie being like, okay, is he going to kill the next person or not? Maybe he will change his mind. Maybe he'll show a bit of empathy. But mm. time, like again and again, Michael Fassbender keeps saying empathy is weakness, weakness is vulnerability. So he's telling us the whole time he's not going to show any empathy or any mm. kindness to any of these people. But still like right before he would kill them, I'm like, all right, maybe he's not going to do it. About yeah. it. Yeah. Like in the, yeah. in the, in the taxi cab, like when he, when he tells him everything, you're like, okay, maybe he'll just walk out. Like he was really nice. He just, he didn't do it. He didn't hurt his girlfriend. He just drove them there. Yeah. And then he was so unassuming. He didn't know what was going and on. And he's kind of, he kind of does it like mid sentence or it looks like he's about to get out of the car and he just goes bang. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. It's yeah. same when he goes to America and we'll get to it later. But when he snaps that woman's neck, you're like, all right, she did everything for yeah. him. Um, maybe he, and she's got kids and then bang, snaps an egg. But he, he even was showing a bit of empathy in that because he didn't offer her the easy way out initially with the medication, but yeah. he let her go to the house. He snapped her, her neck and made it look like she fell down the stairs mm -hmm. and had an accident. Yeah. So yeah, as the movie goes on, you really start questioning, is this guy narrating even like who he is? Yeah, definitely. Cause he's like, 
he obviously says like no empathy and then you think he's not going to do it but then yeah. he, he's it's a really good character him. study yeah it is yeah, really it is. really good and then like i don't know if we want to get to the tilda swinton bit but that's like one of the best scenes that was my favorite scene yeah. mm. when when he's just talking to her and he, he he's just sitting there and he asks i think she asked him like why did why did you come here he goes or why are you here he's like oh just for the the great conversation like he hadn't said anything yeah it's just yeah. That's I what you it. were saying last night that you don't remember when you were belted. But um, <laughs> he doesn't actually say that many things to like people, but no. we hear way more narration. Listens, yeah, yeah. Not listens. a lot of dialogue. Yeah, but yeah. So she, it it was interesting how t- like the power struggle that goes on in that conversation where Tilda's like, "You could have killed me like at any point. Why are you sitting here in front of me?" Mm. And Tilda kind of turns it on him and he's like, "No, you need like um, affirmation, like that what you're doing is right." Mm-hmm. And then they end up, like, she ends up having the four shots and mm. they walk out the back. Well, that's yeah. why, like, in his narration early on, when he when he's talking about, like, how many people die a minute and how many people are born or per second, whatever it is, like, he's he's kind of, he's convincing himself that what he's doing isn't really making a difference and what he's doing isn't really that bad. Like, so he's kind of at a midlife crisis mm. where he's like, okay, like, in the back of his mind, I think he knows what he's doing is wrong, but he's just trying to remind himself, okay, um, maybe these people are bad, maybe these people are bad, who knows. Mm. Um, it's to the point where now he's probably rethinking things because at the start of, I guess, his career as a killer, you know, you're, he's building up the money, mm-hmm. he's, you know, creating wealth for himself and now uh, I think the his, like, contractor, the professor said, like, you've got more money than you can spend. Yeah, you can so retire like, right now. So basically, like, now he's, like, at a, at a plateau point, like, okay, he's, like, reassessing things. Mm. Yeah, the whole mantra he lives by is kind of under question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that the professor's like, oh, I didn't think that you would go back to Dominican Republic. I don't get that. I yeah. didn't understand that part. Like, why would, you not go, why would you not go back? To where you live. To where you live and where you've got a girlfriend. And if he's if this is the first time he's missed and nearly been caught. Definitely go back there to check. He goes far so, away from Paris as possible. So can I ask, So okay, so mission goes wrong. Why does his boss then, this is what I was questioning, why does his boss send Tilda Swinton and the, the other guy to the Dominican Republic? Like, what's the point? It's to punish the guy who failed the job. Yeah, because the wealthy guy. The wealthy, he said, he said like, oh, so like, what do we do now? He said, oh, okay. typical did, did process he, is like. Didn't they beat up his girlfriend to try and find out where the killer was at the time? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. It's like typical, pro- he said typical said, process, said like we don't know where he is. So right. like, yeah. we, know, we know he has a girlfriend, pay an extra 150 grand and we'll go. And that's and that's right. She she says, you'd be proud of me. I didn't tell, I didn't tell them. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, interesting that the professor just, has obviously worked with Fastbender for so long and then just is it's, all by the book. So, it's, yeah. it's so much like John Wick at that point yeah, as well yeah. because like as soon as they see the guy and as soon as the secretary like finds out who he is they're and like, as soon oh, as shit. Tilda Sindwin sees him, they're like, okay, it's over for me. Yeah. But yeah. So, and another, like it's interesting as well because what they, they could have done like um, – a different version of this movie could have been Hitman on the Run. Like, mm. shit, all right, my mission's failed. Now, all, which, is like, John Wick. which is John Wick. Now, um, all these assassins or all these other yeah, like people. People coming for him. Yeah, people yeah. coming mm. for him. But they kind of flipped the script a little bit and said, all right, now it's like revenge flick. Like, he's going to take action on those that yeah. kind of wronged him. Yeah. Again, what I love about the. We can unpack the scene of him going to the professor. Like, first of all, he goes to New Orleans. You're not quite sure why he's gone there. Um, and you know, he's gone to what's the like Hertz, 
the oh, yeah. hire car. The, what's the like Bunnings equivalent? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't whatever. Know. He gets the recycling bin. You're like, what's he doing? What's he doing? Yeah. And then he's like scanning the like building and then um, gets in the elevator, goes up. And then he's like counting how he's counting long how long it will take. Yeah, that was sick. so cool. That. Again, like everything, like he's he's thinking of every single thing. And then he goes yeah. down to the bubbler, and he's like, he's yeah. like not even drinking anything. <laughs> and it's like the sound of the door closing. Mm-hmm. You recognize the first time he kind of maps it out. Yeah, you're like, yeah. why and is then he you doing hear that? The FedEx guy walk out, and then you hear the sound. You're like, all right, you start like kind of counting. And yeah. I was counting. Yeah. 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 Also, what if the elevator wasn't there for the FedEx guy to like quickly leave the level? And the door was closing. Uh, then he was yeah, just I like, don't know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My plan's failed. You, you've stumped the killer. Because <laughs> <laughs> the elevator could have gone to another level in the time that he had delivered the package to it, the. It could have, but it didn't. He's, yeah. done, he's done his research. <laughs> there was like three elevators there. BS, when so there's right. three elevators, they come. I was, on, bullshit, oh, I was on I was on another level. I clicked down. Anyway. It skipped you. Anyway, look, <laughs> let, let's not get bogged down. <laughs> Movie ends. Convenience. Um, but then from there yeah. is the – so he, he does the nail gun kill, which is a pretty so awesome good. kill. Yeah, um, it's all, it's awesome. I just think the sound design as well with all the the, the killing and the, fight, the later fight scene that happens is just so, like, visceral. And yes. You, and, and in a cinema, like, you can feel that. I hope everyone sees this in a cinema because yeah. Netflix – They won't. You're probably, honestly, going to look at your phone in that opening scene. Well, it comes out in like, 10 days. Yeah, so – Yeah, you've got to be quick in the cinema. Yeah. No, I think the, the sound of it was like, holy shit, and we can talk about it more later because the uh, fight with the other hitman is, like, so brutal. Oh, but – Let's talk about uh, it now. Well, yeah, well, that's, that's the, the next one. I want to talk about the nail gun. Like, oh, so yeah. okay. Do you like nail guns? I love them. Um, <laughs> where, but, where, where are you on nail guns? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I personally use the T-1000 nail gun. Big nail gun guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big big ice cream guy. Big, um, big sourdough guy. I'm a big breakneck downstairs guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name, Chad Townsend? Chad Townsend. <laughs> what a goose. Uh, oh, God. He's a big, um, big guy guy. I'm a big he's chicken a big skin guy. guy. Yeah. Uh, but... The the when I saw it, I saw it alone um, at Palace Cinemas in Palace. Alone, alone. I saw it alone. Don't worry, I saw it alone as well. I was wearing like, this. That's too. how you meant to say it. <laughs> yeah, when he was like, um, and then you know, a nail gun to the chest uh, should last at least six minutes, and then he, <laughs> he died. The guy died, <laughs> and, he's and he's like, like oh shit! Put <laughs> a newspaper under his head. <laughs> yeah, the whole cinema was like cracking up, laughing. You think that was? funny like I but do. again I think it was I his was narration laughing. right there was like wasn't he like oh yeah <laughs> like, oh. but also if he is so calculated yeah and how did he fuck that up so badly hours like how's he that's 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 that goes back to what i'm saying like i think he's like he's he's really good but he's kind of slowly fading a little bit right okay. so like you yeah, see all like, this because what he's doing now has personal um yeah personal reasons yeah personal it. reasons on it he's and, no longer just getting his heart rate down to 60, like in yeah. every situation is probably over 100. And killing them straight away. Like he is giving the guy with the empathy that he's starting to develop, he's mm. giving the guy seven minutes to get himself out of it. So he's making these mistakes along the way that are just not part of the mantra. And as a result, he's making little mistakes but like letting him die. Yeah. You're also caught, like in my, now that the more that I think about it as well, it's like, he's not really the most reliable narrator because he's saying like, oh, I've done my 10,000 hours, but he's showing you all these mistakes that he's making. Yeah. So he's not the best assassin or killer that there is. No. There's probably some freak that's done 100,000 hours. 
He also got really noised out about a guy with a suitcase on the aeroplane. Did you notice that? Yeah, because he thought he was thought he was thought he was following him. Yep. Yeah. So that's just I guess that's just the most paranoia. That's the mentality that you're in. Yeah. Yeah, so he and just I think, stays in a hotel for one night. Yeah, that was we, pretty cool. He put the cool. put the glass on top of the door handle so any jiggle will fall down and hit. I'm the pretty sure that's how David down. Fincher stays in hotels, sitting <laughs> <laughs> in a chair with a with, knife. With a knife. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, like little things do still like throw him off, mm-hmm. and phase him. Um, one thing before we talk about maybe that fight scene, um, how good were the landscapes? Like they had these little shots, like sort of. Of the different places he was driving and stuff. I mm-hmm. think again, classic Fincher, like just makes everything. Yeah, the Dominican amazing. Republic look like gorgeous. aerial shot. Yeah, yeah. Of the beach Over and the, the trees. Yeah. Mm. One thing I loved, and they made like they made a point about it, so they were kind of trying to tell you, or you know, focus on this is how many different identities he had yeah. as well throughout the movie. I just found that like, and all the names were like so like white guy generic name. You were almost laughing at every. Yeah, time, I, I was. <laughs> I was like, thank you, because they were making a point to emphasize it. Oh, thank you, such and such. Thank you, such and such. When he went to all the different car dealerships, when he went to all, all the different hotels and buying mm. all the different stuff, like he had to use. Um, different idea. I just found that really cool. Yeah, he's got money. Like he was flying pretty. He was flying. To yeah, he's be flying fair, coach. He was flying coach, but he always had access to like really good facilities in the airport. Like yeah. it was like a lovely bathroom, having a shower. Yeah, mm. I think he's a f- frequent flyer. Yeah, yeah. But the, then you still fly coach, kind of random. Yeah. Mm. Well, you don't want to attract any attention. Yeah, you don't want to draw yeah. attention to yourself. No. That's true. Um. Again, I thought it was all very video game-like in that sense. Uh, very episodic in how you're like, yeah, just going kill to kill. You could have easily had like a six-episode Netflix show and mm, each oh, episode yep. was like yep. each kill. Mm. Um, and you you probably could have been like four hours long if that was the case. Yeah, literally. Um, should we talk about the fight scene of him finding the first killer before... Oh. Um, the big Polynesian dude. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. What a so fight cool. scene. Insane. Again, we're waiting for him to like sort of suss out his house. Um, the dog's obviously a, an issue that he deals with. <laughs> huge dog. Um, and finally gets in. But again, makes a mistake. Like sets off that alarm. Sets off that little alarm thing. Yeah. When he goes into the, the house. Yeah. So again, he's slowly showing you, Fincher, that this guy isn't – like he keeps telling us he's an expert, but this guy isn't all that he's cracked up to be. Yeah. Also, the house is very dark and he's like slowly approaching the shower, the shower bathroom. Yep. But then he goes into the bedroom instead. It's like, why yeah. didn't you, if he's actually in the shower, why didn't you just go in there and shoot him? They were, I, I watched an interview with the whole, it was like the cinematographer, David Fincher, and the writer at um, Venice. Mm. And the cinematographer was saying they really wanted to like, during the fight, give you a sense of how the whole house was mapped out. So, like, Right. When the killer dropped the gun at the start of the fight, you kind of knew where it was. Mm. And they went out into the lounge room and did all that, and they kind of had to get back to the gun. Yeah, that's right. Cool. And it was, and you felt that as well when he went and hid like behind the bathroom door because you knew he's like walking here. Yeah, and then you just shot that. You're familiar with it. Yeah, you're yeah, familiar with it. And that's then, cool, and then actually, like you yeah. hear the dog like growl, and you're like, oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I thought the fight though was like so intense, phenomenal, and so raw. As we, yeah, as you were saying, the visceral sounds like yeah. every hit. But, so like at the start of it, when he like punches him twice in the face when Fassbender gets punched, and he kind of he he um 
he like takes a second to go, oh shit! Like I'm yeah, in, he I'm got in. punched. The second punch threw his head back into the wall and yeah. created a hole in the wall. And he's yeah. like, he, he's like, oh fuck! I've got a, I've got a good battle here. He like, should be so knocked out. He should be knocked first, out. Like, like, well, punches. to be fair, like, both of them were getting smashed. But he's getting, he's like ringing, me? he's ringing wet. To How do the, they, dude? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he could have, he could have fully Hulk Loki'd him, literally. Like, yeah. <laughs> slung his skinny body from yeah. the house. But also, like, it's so dark. You can't really actually see what's going on. No, that's, hear yeah. It. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, can it, can this get a bit brighter, please? Well, yeah, it's like, it's dark. I think I want to keep though. it dark. Yeah, but I'm not sure what the the criminal had um, to keep it quiet, but, like, the killer obviously wanted to have, like, the most quiet fight mm, ever good point. to not bring any attention to it. I'm not sure. And it seemed like they are pretty isolated. Like, he, it's, the house is on the beach. No, he wasn't that oh, quiet. Well, he they was, maybe trying like, to stay yeah, quiet because like of the dog. Some, some oh, shit at him. Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they were trying to stay quiet for the dog. Yeah, because they do. Well, they weren't. Because when he shoots. He was yelling some shit. He was like, you picked the wrong house. Yeah, because when, oh, yeah, when he shoots him as well later, the dog wakes up. Wakes up. Yeah, awesome fight. And there's also like a bit, I'm not sure what object it was that like flew at the camera, whether it was like a knife or something. Something was thrown and it literally like came right at you. Mm. I think when he threw, he threw a pot at him. Yeah. Oh, yeah when he reaches into the um the drawer and he <laughs> gets, gets a out grater. a grater and he's like, that was everyone in my cinema yeah, laughed at that yeah, point. That was good. He was like, he just like, he just like <sighs> did he stab him in the Achilles as well or like the calf? Yeah, something like that. No, so- it was like, when he got he up, when he on walked into the bathroom, he was like bleeding from his cock. Like genuinely, it was like gushing out That's of like the his best way to get someone. Such a good scene. <laughs> but also, the guy flips the table on him. Oh, he and then he gets impaled by the, one of the leg of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, chair. But um, again, like you, at least I thought that Fassbender, like obviously he's not because there was still time left in the movie. But he like was the Polynesian dude had. Manhandled him and like flipped the table on him. I was like, "How's he gonna get out?" Yeah, of same. Thing? I was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna like something's gonna happen." Yeah, like, yeah. I was worried for him. Yeah, but again, it was just so brutal, and I think like it was crazy. Just like ultimately, very stylish. Like you don't need to make a big, bright, um, shaky cam fight scene. Like it was no. just, it was just brutal. And yeah. it, and it would like needs to say it, eb- it ebbed and flowed. He needs to eat more McDonald's. Protein, yeah, <laughs> he needs more carbs. I feel like he's just he eating. He took protein. off the bread. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, he needs to put more meat on the bones. Yeah, but also it was kind of I don't know. Like if this guy's a hitman and he's he's obviously been bleeding out and stuff, but he just walks at this closed bathroom. What does he think's gonna happen other than getting shot through it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, again, I was like, what? yeah, so dumb because yeah. you knew he had the gun. Did you know he had the gun? Well, he didn't know. We he knew the he had the he gun. Ran away. We knew. We like, scurried away. Yeah. What's he going to run away for? Go to the, get the gun on the bed. Anyway, what are you scurrying for? What are you some kind of scurrying? To be fair, like, I wasn't even stressed out during that fight. I was more stressed out when the dog woke up. 100%. Yeah. And you just like, <laughs> it is a beast. Out of get out of there. Get and out. he just makes it. Yeah. yeah. But, mate, that dog nearly fucking jumped over that fence. So oh. It got yeah, high. But the, but the fence is like that height because they know that. <laughs> oh, of course. Would you say it's yeah. like top five dog casting? <laughs> All time. No, top, top one is Brandy from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That ooh, fucking ooh, dog. Yeah. What about Sam yeah. from I Am Legend? Red oh, Dog. That's Great good. dog. Red Dog is a good dog. What about Doug from Up? Up. Great dog as well. <laughs> and I've seen Strays. What about Will Ferrell in Strays? <laughs> what about 101 Dalmatians? A couple of dogs. What about Turner and Hooch? Good dog. <laughs> good dog casting there. Yeah, dogs. Oh, we haven't mentioned Marley, below? mate. What about Eight Below Marley? Yeah. Oh, a few of those uh, dogs. Air Bud? No, don't make me cry, man. What about John Wick's dog? Last a while. 
Wow. Couple Lost. dogs. Wow. Why do assassins love dogs? <laughs> well, he doesn't really love the dog. Yeah. He doesn't love the dog, yeah. Coming up is a full dog episode. <laughs> Top 10 ugliest dogs. Um, <laughs> shall we talk about... Uh, we've obviously already talked about the Tilda scene, but um, you sort of thought that he did have a bit of empathy for her and she slips, which you kind of assumed was fake, but... It was he, fake. He yep. shot her and saw that she had a knife in his hand. Yeah. And it was she like, was okay, like, help me up. Like, your your choice to still kill her was actually... He was like, around. don't trust anyone. No, so that's, we yeah. Like, yeah. that's why nice. he never showed empathy. I think it was interesting because he kind of pulls up and you can see her walking into the restaurant and for a split second I was thinking, all right, is he just going to park up on the other side of this river and shoot her through the window? Mm. But obviously he's... He's like because he's changing, he's growing empathy. He wants to talk to Tilda. He's just going to go in there and sit right in front of her. But all, also, yeah. it's that. But it's also like what we were saying before. What Gus was saying before, like he's growing paranoia. Like usually, he would not make himself known. Sit at that table so everyone can see him. Yeah. Um. Because when when he sits down, the waiter comes over, being like, "Oh, is everything okay?" Yeah. So he's just opening himself. Like la- later on, when they find a dead body, they're going to go. The cops will come, and they'll be like, she "Oh, was with this bloke. she was seen with this bloke." Like, so again, yeah. he's opening himself up for. Like for drama down the track. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, just a phenomenal conversation I thought that was. Yeah. And like we said, not a heap from Fassbender, like just kind of answers to what she's saying, but she just like she's such she a good kills actress, it. man. So good. I think the other great thing about it was like like not to do any generalizations about your typical hitman, but or woman. But, Sorry to all the hitmen and women out yeah, there listening to this but pod. The fact that, you know, he's got these two people that were assigned to chase after him. One was this massive Polynesian dude and the other is this slick, elegant, crafty mm. Tilda Swinton. Mm. Like the form of a hitman or hit woman um, I thought was, again, Comes interesting. in all different like, shapes and sizes. You can imagine... You know what kind of kills is she doing based on this conversation that they had? She'd be doing like the point, the point. Well, yeah. But that's what she said. She didn't agree with his methods. He was the one that sort of bashed his like tortured and bashed his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And she was didn't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. She would have done like more intricate methods. Yeah, probably like pulling fingernails and shit. Yeah, or just like saying mean things to them. <laughs> You're yeah. a bitch. You're fat. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no, the Q-tip. She's the Q-tip. Yeah, she's, she's the Q-tip. The Q-tip. <laughs> Q-tip. Um, and then, yeah, like from there, you're like, well, where does where does the buck stop? Like, who mm. who else do you have to kill here? Once you kind of put an end to her, yeah. And that's when he starts ordering from Amazon and kind of investigating the um the client. It's like kind of the wealthy person's gym, like the yeah, that's like weird. Virgin Active or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, you can but just get a free there? trial there. What does he do there? He goes there. Um, well, he sees gets, there's a back door. Yeah, yeah. no, but he, he goes to the gym to get Copies. a copy of the guy's key. Yeah, true. Yeah, so he can get yeah. into his apartment. Yeah. Um. Again, yeah, very realistic. He takes, he's not like. He sees the guy get into a car. Yeah. And he walks like through the main lobby and sees that the, the driver is in the front seat, like doing like a crossword or something. And he's like, yeah, the, this guy wouldn't be him. Like mm. he just kind of like, yeah, enjoy your crossword or something. Yeah. And then he orders a um, he orders a, a fob, fob copier. Fob copier. Can you actually order that? Yeah. See, that's the thing. I was like, "What? Amazon? Like fob copier? That can't be. That's too easy." Well, it's too easy, man. If if like, <laughs> while Spencer looks up, if you can do it, if you like, you know, uh, any sort of company with like a scanning thing, like, yeah. I'm sure, you actually would need to copy these things. But how would you, you can order a fob copier? <laughs> but how would you be able to copy that into someone else's like workplace? Prime, get it in one day, get it tomorrow. <laughs> I, I found it so cool as well how he went to pick it up. 
I've never seen that. Oh, you haven't the seen prime that? Boxes. They're around. Yeah, the prime box. I've yeah, never seen the prime yeah, boxes. They're around. They're here. I've never seen them. They're all over mm. America, but there's a few here. Yeah. It's so cool. Again, I think it was interesting how, like, we saw how patient he was. Like, he didn't, he, he yep. finally was getting to the last guy that he wanted from his repercussions of missing the target. And again, he could have rushed it, but he goes to all this effort. He still has to wait, like, probably like 19 hours to get that fob thing at the Amazon yeah. pickup. Yeah. So, what is he doing then? Just a bit of yoga? He's a, he's a prime member. He, um, when he goes into the into the car park, yeah. Oh. <laughs> what are you just, what are you just thinking? <laughs> What's going on? Someone was going to take over what, there. Did you have a seizure then or something? <laughs> um, what does he actually do? I think he's he, like walking out the car park and he starts having all these internal thoughts, like as he's going oh, up like yeah. a kind of like a spiral An driveway. Head stadium he's, spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those spirals, <laughs> and he starts having real noise about. People doubting him. I think he hears Tilda Swinton's yeah. voice, like saying he's not mm. like up for it. He's not him anymore. Yeah, yeah, he's not him. Can I ask though? Um, why? Why does he show the bloke empathy? Because he, he he doesn't kill him. Because he well, that's that's ultimately the point of the movie. It's like he he he's not one of the few. He's one of the many. Yeah. He, he can show empathy when it's necessary. And this guy clearly had no idea, kind of who. The killer was. Yeah. Yeah. Like he didn't even recognize him. He just no, paid like, what for are something. you doing here? Yeah. He just paid for something. And I think, yeah. I think that's what he said at the end. Like his internal monologue was like, no one who like knew what they were doing would have like been just so calm and relaxed. Like, what are you doing mm. in my apartment? And yeah. Ca- exactly. Kind of shows he is at the end of his journey with being a killer, with yeah. being an assassin. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, yeah, the, the dialogue that they sort of had, he's like very calm. He, can acknowledge that this guy, like, you know, didn't necessarily have... What does he say? He's like, do you have something against me? Or, yeah. Mm. Or like, do you hate me? Or yeah, something? it's like, do we have a problem? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he recognizes that. And like, I think as well, like, if he did kill this billionaire, it would have probably created more trouble for him. It's easier that, to I kill other assassins where they're off the grid. Yeah. Where if you kill this bloke, he's a public figure. Correct. Um, but again, sort of, I was expecting him to just kill him and then... Never yeah. see anyone again, but yeah. it's sort of I like that it a little was subversion at the end. Yeah, yeah, um, and he does like you know scare the shit out of him probably for the rest of his life. He's like, you know, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, you might you're I might leave some like radiated tea in your mugs or something. Yeah. <laughs> like what else does he say? Like threatens him that he'll like fall down an ele- elevator yeah. shaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it the right way. So he does like threaten him. Yeah, and that's probably sufficient. Um. I just couldn't get it out of my head because I've heard in the past that like Fincher like does like to insert a lot of his own like thoughts into movies and you could definitely mm-hmm. hear that in this. And in that scene alone, because obviously like Mank got really trashed, I think, by a lot of critics. Mm. And I think at the end I was just thinking so much about like what like Fincher going up to like this random guy, like could have been like a Netflix executive or something, just being like, do we have a problem? Yeah, literally. Wait, no, better in that it would way. be it would be Michael like a, Fassbender. Or like a critic. It would be like, like Michael Fassbender after the, the 99th take of a certain shot yeah. and Fincher go, and Fassbender's complaining and Fincher would be like, "Do we have a problem?" Like, do like <laughs> do we have a problem? It, it just felt it like again. a lot of like self-commentary on like Fincher like thinks he doesn't give a fuck about reviews, yeah. but I yeah. think ultimately he really does. Yeah. And I really could not stop thinking about that. Like from the minute he said, I do not give a fuck. Like those were re- words that he wrote down to be yeah. said by someone. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think as well on the point of classic Fincher doing heaps of takes, can you imagine if he made 
Fassbender do like all this stretching and yoga and like push-ups and stuff. <laughs> Bend no, down do again, again, Michael. Touch your no, toes again. I'm, I'm, th- I'm <laughs> down dog. Down dog. Suck your own dick. I'm, I'm thinking of the woman who got her neck snap and like you got to fall down those stairs. Not even the Oh, the stunt, the stunt the woman. Stunt woman. So, uh, didn't, good that, enough. That didn't look quite right. Again, he's like, let me, let me show you. It's like David. We don't have any more women left. <laughs> Kill like, them all. That 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 initial target. Method in the, acting or nothing. That initial target in the opening scene. He would have just been sitting on that couch for like three days watching that chick dance in front of <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> oh, was that Fincher on the couch? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. no. I'm just making him do more takes. <laughs> dance for me. Thrust your <laughs> Dance for me. That's, uh, that's enough. How, yeah, many, um, how many McMuffins did Michael Fassbender eat? Yeah, wow. <laughs> He's like vomiting. Oh. That's why he had to take the, the buns off because he had too many of them. Oh, my God. So this, um, the killer, man, he's like Don Bradman of... Assassins. He is. No, the, I don't the think he is. The 99 average, man. I don't think he yeah, is. No, he's I don't like, think he's he that good. One. No, he missed one. No, I don't no, think it. You only like, saw his... Mate, you haven't seen his early... Yeah, but you, you haven't seen his early career. Yeah, but with... Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen his early Let's talk stuff. championships. Let's talk average. But you see, with Let's each talk, kill, then he makes a mistake. They're not They're not contract kills anymore, man. Is there a basketball player you can think of that just like... Like Michael Jordan, but then just like got really shit quickly? Yeah. Um... Didn't Reggie Miller never win? Reggie Miller didn't win, no. no. Jonathan Thurston in his last year of NRL was really shit. It's like yeah, that's one of the greatest one. players yeah, ever. Yeah, and then his last year. Just like ben Simmons. Went, just like went too long. That ben Simmons is a great one. Yeah. I like, like that. number one draft. Makes yeah, a lot David of money shit. being David good Warner. at something. And then he fucks something up, e.g. the Atlanta Hawks series. Mm-hmm. And then and he's just up. noised up forever. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one, actually. It's a good nomination. Is uh, the killer... A story about Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> David Fincher hates Ben Simmons. Um, and that's Ben Simmons' internal monologue. I do not give, give a, a fuck. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but he really, really does. does. Yeah, he really does. Uh, maybe a question to end on. Like, does does he actually enjoy his life in Dominican Republic? With yeah, life? I think he oh, does. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. That looks but great. he's a freak on the other side. Like, He's not a freak, man. He likes, he just likes simplicity. He would just do yoga breathing Lie walks the on the beach read a, read a book Lie by the pool yeah. does he ever have a laugh or nah no no laughing <laughs> i don't really <laughs> know does, how, i don't really know how this girl like fell in love with he him he does smile he, he's smiling at the end yeah that's I true i think i think he enjoys that i wrote down in my notes might move to the dominican republic eh? hey <laughs> <Hey. laughs> he's on a uh, beach probably wouldn't. You know, not one of the few and, uh, one of the many yeah yeah love it <laughs> um can i ask before we go where does this sit in our david fincher yeah, yeah. rankings I'm not let's a just, big ranking. Let's just, just bring it. Yeah, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You adjusted rankings. Yeah. Rankings are tough. Mankings um, or rankings? These are our <laughs> top 10 mankings. They change They change a lot. They change with, with time. These, yeah, it's tough. Um, this isn't one of his five best. It might not even be his sixth best. This is my sixth. But you haven't seen Dragon Tattoo yet. I haven't, no. So it'll probably, be, it'd probably get, end up being seven. Uh, it's seven for me, but I've got seven Fincher movies that are at least four stars. See, so you like, really pissed me off at Fire Club as number five. Why? It's my personal opinion. It's yeah, no, so, the, so I have social it's my ne- personal opinion that you pissed so me off. So I have social network, <laughs> Zodiac, Gone Girl, Killers of the Flower Moon. And seven. Benjamin You're Button's your number one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's Fight Club. Seven, Gone Girl, Social Network, Zodiac, The Killer, Benjamin Button. <sighs> you have social network. Let's, let's, let's not get into Four. this. Four. Yeah, wow. can we not? Can we they're not? all they're all great and yeah. like can we not? But, and and I think this is and I think, I think this, Alien Three is the best. This <laughs> is gonna get better, much better with time. Hundred yes. percent. The rewatches, I think, 
it'll yeah like, I'll be watching it again on Netflix but also sure. like it, it might it, it's episodic like you said before mm. spoke like you might just watch the first 20 minutes or the like or just the um, going for scenes yeah just going for scenes yeah. just really really rewatchable. I think he's going to become a really iconic character like um the driver like yeah. Ryan Gosling's the driver definitely you'll yeah. dress up um, like you are like we currently like are like Nightcrawler <laughs> Well, given it's, given it's on Netflix as well, I think it'll become like, hopefully there'll be a few viral things to there'll come out of it. There'll be for all those- Hopefully for there's all those, some good um, image to come out of it. What are they called? The Not the alpha, beta, the- Soy boy? <laughs> no, it's the- Oh, fuck. Can't think of it. Nice. Edit that nice. Out. Is, Cut that out, mate. Is The Killer the best movie about killers that you've seen in the last two weeks? Angus, I answer first. The- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what killers about of the Far Moon, starring Ash- Ashton Kutcher and uh, oh, um, Killers? Fuck, what's oh yeah, name? Uh, Catherine, Catherine Heigl. Heigl. Catherine, no, what yeah. about the new um, Painkillers that just came out on Netflix? Oh, uh, with uh, Emily Blunt and Chris <laughs> yeah, Evans. Maybe that one's yeah. What about to- what about Totally Killer on Prime Video? Oh, you didn't like that. Man, what about was, Lord of the average. Rings? Guy gets ring, people get pissed off. <laughs> guy walks to get ring. <laughs> guy throws ring in the garbage. <laughs> No, guy literally goes and kills person, walks, kills the next person. <laughs> Eats hamburger, guy kills another tries person. tries to kill person, misses, and has to grovel back. <laughs> Groveling? Getting on the grovel, starring Michael <laughs> Guy misses. Guy misses killed. Girlfriend gets injured. Let's he, go, he's mad. Let's go alternative titles to the killer, one each, and we'll end it on that. Okay. Oh, I'll on. start with. Does it have to be the or just what It can be whatever you want. The Grovel 3, <laughs> Return what? of the Grovel. <laughs> Killers of the Dominic Moon. <laughs> oh, I just go with like Empathy is a Weakness. That's my title. I like that. I don't know. I'm going to end it there. <laughs> you have to give a title, man. You have to man. give it something, man. Um, <laughs> come on, man. Spit it out, you crack. <laughs> German soy boy. (laughs) Nice. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. Make sure to follow us and leave a review on your chosen streaming platforms. Also, check out our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's First Nations people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemaze is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you. Whether it's friends, family or colleagues, sometimes they may be going through a hard time chatting with them may reassure them that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14.